This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series, Dynasty. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is another episode of Who's There? Are you excited, Lindsay? We have a lot of calls today. I'm so excited. I'm always excited. I'm never not excited for Who's There? My favorite thing about this week's calls is that there's a lot of very passionate commentary. Nothing we should apologize for. Our A block is loaded. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really only the A block if we have apologies and we don't have to apologize. Well, I mean, I'll never apologize for saying Walk for Remember was not that iconic of a movie, but... Oh, I guess it is sort of an A block, but yeah, we want to apologize. going in the A block. (laughs) And then we have what might be a first for the show, Um, although maybe it happened for Riverdale, direct response... To our SpawnCon, which I am obsessed with. But I guess we should just get started. When the research wasn't there, someone's got to call in and and give us the research, even if it's an ad. And that's what we're going to start with. Here we go. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. It's Drew. Um, I had to pause this episode right in the middle when you mentioned Elizabeth Gillies during your SpawnCon for Dynasty. Elizabeth Gillies is like a single thread in what I would call a rich tapestry of who's. Um, she first got to, I guess, like TV stardom, if you will, on Nickelodeon's Victorious, which also starred, you know, noted who, like Bobo, Nina Dobrev, Victoria Justice, but also launched the career of Ariana Grande, who's like massive, them, pop icon, everything. Which, in turn, so this show spun off Sam and Kat starring Ariana Grande and Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly, also huge who. But that led to one of the biggest, amazing, like, teen feuds of all time, um, which is also worth a deep dive from, like, three years ago, I guess. And hopefully Ryan Murphy makes that into a TV show someday, because I would wash the shit out of that. But then Elizabeth Gillies was on, like, some show with Dennis Leary that got canceled. And I don't know if Dennis Leary is a who or them. I'm a little young, sorry. Um, wow, that was rude. But, yeah, Elizabeth Gillies is definitely, like, more than a nobody at this point. Like, I think she's firmly within the who canon. And I'm super excited for Dynasty because it kind of looks garbagey, but in the best possible way. So, yeah, thanks. Bye. Garbagey in the best possible way is my MO. That's my nickname. <laughs> it's all either of us want from television, honestly. I mean, that's true. Again, episode is sponsored by them, but that doesn't mean that this call isn't any less valid. And no, we did not um, curate this call. This call came in naturally. I didn't know any of that shit. And honestly, we did not do good enough research on her because that is a lot of shit. Um, it really is. And one of my favorite things that I <laughs> that I learned about Elizabeth Gillies after digging a little deeper into it, was that she has been on Broadway before already. She was in the show 13. And so I just assumed, after seeing this, because it said it premiered in 2007 on in LA and then it moved to Broadway, I just assumed after seeing it, without clicking, that, you know, those Hollywood um, executives and those Broadway 
Wizards made a musical based on the Evan Rachel Wood movie. 13, I thought so. Wait, is that not and it? did no? I didn't think twice about it. And then I find so I thought that whenever we were doing the original episode, and then just now I was like, what is thirteen? Like, was she the Evan Rachel Wood character, or was she the um who was the other girl in thirteen? Um, th- um, the girl who it wrote like, it. It was the woman who wrote it. Right. She played herself in the movie, kind of. Well, she Hold played. On. I want to. I actually want to find this. I want to be correct. She wrote. She wrote it, and she was in it. I remember though. The other woman. Yes. What's her name? Nikki Reed. Duh. What oh. the fuck? Oh, we're idiots. Of course, it Wait, was Nikki Reed. But did Nikki Reed write Thirteen? Yes. Wow. Woods. Evan Rachel Woods' character is based on Nikki Reed's life. Right. Nikki Reed. But Nikki wow. Reed. Nikki Reed didn't play herself. Full circle. Evan Rachel Wood played Nikki Reed. <laughs> Nikki Reed has been clouded by <laughs> Nikki Reed currently. That Nikki Reed's past has been like erased from my memory as being anything. <laughs> like Nikki Reed to me is only what we've talked about her recently, which is I know because you know, there's just too much. Like the moment your childhood is based on thirteen, like you've already lived a life. So right, it's like how I, am I, I supposed I, to accept that there's a part two of your life that involves Ian Somerhalder <laughs> and like your child and all of the things that you've been through in the past like six months it's too much it's too much but let me just read you the actual description of 13 the musical that uh so it's not based on (laughs) no (laughs) no i'm just gonna read i'm just gonna read you no this is literally like if you if you told a computer to find you the opposite of 13 it would be this following a move from new york city to small town indiana young evan goldman grapples with his parents divorce prepares for his impending bar mitzvah and navigates a complicated social circle of his new school you mean it's not about two underage girls who like go wild Who go hog wild? No, this is specifically like a musical for children, apparently. Cool, 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 cool. Got it. Anyway, got it, got it. um, Glad are we good with Elizabeth Gillies? Yeah, we should move on to our next um a. We have a lot of a blocks. Let's go to the next a block call. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, long time. Um, I was just listening to the podcast um and you, where you're talking about Brandon Flynn and Sam Smith, um, and then when you get to the to- when you get to the part about Sam Smith wearing that R. Kelly shirt. It's been driving me crazy because everyone keeps identifying the guy in that picture as Brandon Flynn, the guy he's making out with in the other set of pictures. But that's actually Tommy Dorfman, who is another who from um, 13 Reasons Why. But for whatever reason, one, that picture is more or less scrubbed from the Internet. Um, I'm willing to bet that Sam Smith's publicist doesn't want the R. Kelly shirt, like, going more viral than gay Twitter already started dragging him for it. But then also, why is he hanging out with, the, with his boyfriend's co-star and like that's not Brandon Flynn it's driving me insane but the only time I can find this on Twitter is people saying that it's Brandon Flynn the TMZ link with the picture literally says Brandon Flynn in the URL but it's not Brandon Flynn it's definitely Tommy Dorfman who is incredibly annoying and exhausting but also on 13 reasons why anyways it's not that interesting but it's driving me insane thanks good form Bella Thorne so I don't I couldn't tell if he actually said that, but the the TMZ link that I saw it on no longer exists. Yeah, he mentioned that they're trying to the publicist is trying to scrub the photos from the internet. The the photo exists, and so does the BuzzFeed story about it. Oh no, it's on a BuzzFeed story about it. So do the tweets about it. It's um, also interesting. on. Um, oh no, they didn't. In case you want to yeah. go take a look. Anyways, the point is that. Uh, Sam Smith wore an R. Kelly shirt. That's not the point. The point is, is that the guy he was with was not the the 13 reasons why um, actor Brandon he's Flynn. dating. It's the ter- 13 reasons why actor he's not dating. Though maybe he is dating him. It's Tommy Dorfman. Wow. 
To be fair, they look alike. That is an insinuation. You should say allegedly. That he's I said eating, they might be dating. That he's eating might two be dating different 13 Reason Why actors. I mean, uh, well, good for him. Whatever. Make another album. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. So I just listened to the episode, and I'm calling to dispute that you guys are saying that a walk to remember is not a cult classic or a legendary film, which it definitely is. Uh, my sister, who is like a senior in high school now, is obsessed with that movie. She was barely alive when it came out, but she is has now watched it like 20 times or something like that. And a lot of people love it, and I consider it one of the classic Nicholas Sparks movies. And Only Hope, sung by Mandy Moore herself, is a beautiful piece of music and is iconic. Um that's all I have to say, but I will be going to the LA show and I'm very excited. And if you are listening to this call, you should buy tickets to the live show. Okay. Yummy Pop Scarjo. Bye. <laughs> uh, I love yum- Yummy Pop Scarjo as a replacement for Good Form Bullet Thorn. Our LA show already happened, but thank you so much for coming. Just pretend like he said Chicago show, which is this weekend, so you should buy tickets for that. <laughs> um, but also, this is not the only call we got about A Walk to Remember being um, quote-unquote iconic. Um, right. I do believe it's iconic to you, but I also do believe you'd see other movies, even <laughs> other Nick Sparks movies, if you if you so dare. Um, there right. are, I just think it's... <laughs> there are better movies. I think it's interesting because like we were both prime time teen romance age when Walk to Remember came out. Like, we were in high school when those movies came out. And it was decidedly not iconic to <laughs> at least my group of friends. Same. Um, and I think was, like, pretty maligned by everyone. Like, no one gave a shit about it. Maybe the music, sure. But no one gave a shit about it. And I guess, I guess it grew um, over the years, but... Fine, that's fine. You can live your truth and I will live mine. Anyways, I'm so glad that you guys have this amazing touch point in your life and that Mandy Moore is back in the A-list sphere for you while you're an adult. Um, That must be so exciting for you, you know? I don't mean that condescendingly. (laughs) Yeah. My parents, my parents start recently started watching This Is Us. I think they're all caught up. They love it. But did I tell you about the part where the time when my mom was like, and, you know, we love Mandy Moore. I was like, where did this come from? Yeah, no, we love her. I never her. knew that. We love her. I just like... But uh, I think there is <laughs> there is something about her. Like, she feels like she's been around for... I mean, she has been around for did decades. Did your mom but listen just... to Mandy Moore music? Or is it just... No. no. Okay, so she no, just... We but love she's her. sort of... Yeah. Even though she hasn't been in things, she's one of those people who never feels like she goes away. Sort of like Kate What's Bosworth. What's that movie only... with her and Diane Keaton that I love, that I'm obsessed because with? Because I said so, and yeah. it's the, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. See, if you that movie I'm obsessed with, and like I would say like I love her from that. Oh, we love we loved um, Because I Said So. That's big in, our, we... in our house. Daphne wasn't excited to celebrate her birthday. Why are we celebrating my descent into oblivion? Come on, Mom, it's not that bad. Millie, will you please bring some of the party? That's all I'm asking. But she does have one wish. What do you think we should do about your sister? She'd like to come true. Is it crazy for me to want her to have one healthy relationship in her life? Stop being a helicopter, Mom. You're hovering. Now, the woman with an opinion about everything. Oh, Mom, this guy asked me out. He looks so beautiful. What are you going to do with your hair? Maybe you ought to button those buttons. You look like you're asking for it. I am asking for it. 
and an answer for anything. God couldn't be everywhere, and that is why he made others. What? Oh, God. That was on a Hallmark card we gave you. Is finding there are some things. Mom, this is Johnny. Johnny, this is my mom. Hi. She just can't change. We love it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> We love it. I do like that movie. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. This is Jen from Brooklyn. It is a rainy, horrible day here, and I'm off from work, so of course I'm eating bagels and listening to your podcast. I had to look up Tay Strathan to see what he looked like, because that's always what I do while I'm listening to your podcast. And when his name came up and, like, the requisite Daily Mail articles, blah, 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 I actually made it to the 17th paragraph which included paragraphs about how Mamie Gummer is totally obsessed with Anthony Bourdain. And then there were like two paragraphs about Anthony Bourdain dating Asia Argento. Uh, I think she's a who. Would love to hear more about her. Anyhow, he was in the band Dawes, which is not a band I've ever heard before, but I know who they are because I'm obsessed. Not obsessed, but I really like Mandy Moore, even though I don't watch This Is Us. And I know she's dating Engaged too. Engaged to the guy from Dawes. So anyhow, super long story short, Mamie Gummer is dating T. Strathern, who was a keyboardist in the band Dawes, which also features the guy who's engaged to Mandy Moore. Do you think they have all ever had lunch together? Things to think about. Good form, Bella Thorne. Hope to see you guys if you come back around to New York. All right. Thanks. Bye. Funny you mentioned that thing at Amazing. the end. I'm going to plug our second New York show, our third New York show. <laughs> we will be in New York. We'll do it. We're doing a show for the Brooklyn Podcast Festival uh, in mid-November. So yes, we will be back and hope to mm. see you there. I firmly, I cannot believe this. I firmly believe that every Who Weekly episode is somehow connected by one person. Like it's one degree or two degrees of separation. I mean, this is we would this is perfect. We would have to put it through a computer. We'd have to put it through a supercomputer and figure out you know who the common thread is because i guarantee you it's not rita or abella thorne it's someone more surprising yeah. like taylor goldsmith and this is amazing because this really first proves that you did read all the way to the end of a daily mail article which i applaud you for because that is a journey that not all of us can take every day yeah nice are you clapping yes yeah let's clap and also the fact that you put these this two and two together i like we had mentioned dawes i think and I was like looking up a song and then I got distracted. I don't think we mentioned Dawes, we no. Okay. Because he's not in it anymore. We mentioned his other... He, but we did we mention we were talking band. about Mandy Moore? We were talking... Oh, in Mandy Moore we mentioned Dawes. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, so one time we did mention Dawes at I some played point. a clip from that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we did... But we didn't make the connection on the other side, which is no, amazing. No, because he's not in it anymore. Yeah, that you... Your brain made the connection. Anyways, thank you for that. I love it. I love a roundabout kind of journey. That's great. And oh, to answer your question, uh, dinner maybe, not lunch. Wait, what was the question? Do you think they've all had dinner together? <laughs> Grace and Tay and Mandy and Taylor. Oh, definitely dinner. Also, both, there are two Tays. Imagine Mandy and Wait, they're or, both named Tay. That's why yeah, one of them left Mandy the band. Imagine Mandy and or Grace. Mandy and or Grace being like, Tay. And they're both like, oh. huh, honey. And they're like, we can never have lunch again. So yeah, so there couldn't be two Tays in the band. One Tay had to go. Maybe that's why. I, I mean, it's too many Tays. I wouldn't have a band with two Tays. No. Um. Next call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm a millennial gay man, and I keep getting served Instagram ads for a new play called Stuff. And it says it features an actress named Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. I was wondering if you could tell me more about Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray, and if there's anything else you should know about her. 
Thanks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I do not know this man. <laughs> we don't know who this is. <laughs> That's so we funny. had no idea this call came in and have no idea who that caller is. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so Nikki Blonsky from the movie had from the movie Hairspray is now Nikki Blonsky from the play Stuffed. As she'll remind you on the uh, the advertising for the play Stuffed, which was clearly written stuff. by somebody who gets it. Hey everybody, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. From the movie Hairspray. Hairspray. Oh, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. Nick, can you, can you do it one more time? But can you do it? I'm Nikki Blonsky from the play Stuff. So this is, God. Have we talked about Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray yet? We've talked about her, of course, in passing. It's impossible to go, you know, 24 hours without mentioning Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. No, I think we have because the tweets, because people do reference the tweets to us sometimes. The iconic, hi, I'm Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray tweets, right? Like we have mentioned that she does that or did that. And she doesn't really do that anymore. I think she got called Um, out too many times for it. I think. Yeah. And now she's sort of embraced it, as you can see in the ads for Nikki Blonsky and the new play Stuffed. But Stuffed is this play written by Lisa Lampanelli and it's sort of autobiographical, but I guess Nikki Blonsky is playing the Lisa Lampanelli character. Got it. She's just in it. Okay. Because I don't know. Lisa's in it, but so is Nikki and I don't really understand it. Who knows? Maybe I will see it. Maybe we should see it for research. I'm good. I don't really want to see it. <laughs> but anyway, in any case, to promote this play, Nikki was recently profiled by Out, right? Out.com, yes. Out.com. Wow. Oh, I think it was it was in the magazine. I don't know. I'm not trying to sh- drag her for not being in the magazine. I have no idea. The, f- the, the photos photogra- are amazing. The photos alone the should photograph- be in the magazine. Right. The photography alone suggests that it's in the magazine. Also, like... I. I get Out Magazine, and they would be stupid not to put this in there because there's not much else in there. I mean, she's also a gay icon, so I don't understand the... the she's the... a gay icon, and she gets it. She's one of those She's one of those celebrities who's, like, very openly like, I love my gay fans. I love I love gays. I love LGBT pride. I'm very into it. Right. She goes well, to pride right. parades. Right. Her best friend is gay. Um, oh, yeah. when she, You'll know when she goes into the city, because she lives on Long Island, when she goes into the city on her Instagram stories or Instagram, she like meets up with this one guy. I think she's been friends with him since, you know, like high school. But are we going to go see stuff? I mean, there really isn't that much to say about I, mean, I don't know, because then I was Googling about it, and apparently um, Nikki missed the first two shows. She didn't, she missed, she was sick for the first two shows of Stuffed. So um, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit. Um, confused and I, I just I don't you know I don't know I don't want to go see stuffed and Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray isn't in it come on is this is this the same thing on Broadway where like if the lead isn't there you can get tickets to another show if you have a stand-in how but is like Nikki famous the lead? does the lead have to be for that right. like to be instituted as a thing because that's like a very that could be a very costly insurance policy for someone <laughs> yes because these tickets are eighty five dollars. Oh, we're not seeing. That's stuff. not cheap. We're not. Seeing I mean, I'm stuff. not paying it. I'm not seeing that. If, I will. I will see it if someone listening has some sort of hookup that can get us. Lisa tickets. Lampanelli, are you it. out there? <laughs> Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli, who uh, I'm not gonna say I love her, but if you're listening, I'll get tickets. I'd love them. I'd love them. Speaking of being on stage, um, somebody recently got dragged off stage, and we have a call about that. Can you play it? Hey, Bobby. Hey, Lindsay. Not first time, but long time. I don't have a question. I have more of a comment. Um, I feel it's very important that everyone 
log onto YouTube and look up the video of Becky G getting dragged off of the Fifth Harmony concert stage because security thought she was a fan. Uh, it's truly hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Uh, it happened in Argentina, so all of the videos in which it happens are completely titled in Spanish, so you kind of have to hunt around a little bit, but you'll find it. Uh, they basically brought her on stage to, like, dance with them, I guess, for one of their songs, but they didn't, like, teach her any of the choreo, so the four girls that are still in Fifth Harmony are, like, trying to do the actual choreo for the song and then, like, running around Becky G to get to their spots because she's just, like, standing in the middle of the stage, kind of, like, like, bopping around doing God knows what. But it just looks really messy, and I think it's a perfect metaphor for all of their careers at this point. And does this mean that Fifth Harmony is officially under the Becky G curse? Please advise. Okay, thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye! To the security guard's credit, she's not dressed like, she doesn't look like she's ready for a performance. Or at least compared to the the outfits that Fifth Harmony's wearing, she looks like she's a fan. Well, also, they don't introduce her. They're not like, um, hey, uh, here comes Becky G, yeah. and then she comes And out. they don't she stop performing. They just out. keep performing as Becky G is wrangled by security. It's right. a lot like when, who who falls in that iconic Destiny Child video when they just keep dancing? Does Michelle, Michelle fall? Of course. Oh, what do you think? It's Michelle Beyonce. Um, she, they Michelle asked her, falls. when a fan asked if Be- Becky if she was okay, she responded, my arm kind of hurt, but they are just doing their job. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But then when the best is the Fifth Harmony member, Allie, who saw that she had been dragged off stage, went back to get her and said, welcome, Becky G. <laughs> That's really nice. But I, I do want to say uh, evidence of the Becky G curse in Fifth Harmony's career can be seen in another iconic uh, video that's making the rounds on Twitter. Harder to search for. We'll try to retweet it. Maybe we have. Um, it's set to Fifth Harmony's absolutely oh, not God, iconic it's song, so Down. Good. It's so good. Um, Bobby laughed at ever this heard tweet of a- for hours hours and it's of and it's as i said it's set to the non-iconic song down and at every moment fifth harmony sings down we see their their billboard progression this is the most like Uh. petty specific type of fan (laughs) creation that like is set is like meant to go viral amongst like a very specific set of people but no no other people would give a shit about it (laughs) and it shows you from the debut to the moment it left the charts at number 100, I think it debuted at like number 40 something. You're like, who is this And then this with every dragging? passing week it went it's down. It's dragging the billboard like chart number it's, of a specific song. I felt really bad for them. But it's just like, I don't know, Becky G, she was also hurt in Mexico on the 9th. Did you read about that? No. What else happened to her? This report on Just Jared Jr., um, they, I guess they mobbed her and then I guess she got hurt. And she went on Snapchat and um, sort of told her fans to listen to security. And she said, uh, in the moment I actually got hurt, I'm a human being too and we have our limits. I just had to share my honest thoughts with you guys, not to make anyone feel bad, but to be honest with myself. I hate that people think their actions or words don't hurt. I'm sorry, but I felt in my heart that it was important to be honest with you all. I hate when people try to get really a piece understand of Becky what G. Happened. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. But also, point. why would you want a piece of Becky G? If you get if you come in contact with a piece of Becky G, you're, you're going to be cursed. Oh. 
It's not us. We're not saying this. This is just the truth. This is just what this is just what's happening. It's not no, you know, we're not saying anything bad about Becky G. We're just this is just what's happening. Being like whether or not you are a cursed object is not a value value judgment. You can be an excellent person. You can I be mean, a like, wonderful person. Do but I you're think cursed. this like ancient amulet is cute? Sure. Would I wear it? No, it's probably cursed. That is how cursed <laughs> things work, you know? Right? Like is this um old skeleton bone interesting it could look good in my living room sure am i gonna put it there no it's definitely cursed you know it's god it's definitely it's definitely cursed do i love becky from the block a little do i listen to it no because i don't want to be cursed is the song shower iconic um yes can i listen to it anymore no because i'm not trying to die in the shower (laughs) can you please move on (laughs) please move on becky g her curse Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Bobby. Have you seen the brand new Power Rangers film? They're back. I haven't. That's great. They're back. Yeah, they're back. And Becky G is in it. She's gay. Wait, a gay Power Ranger? Iconic. Legendary. I'm going to buy a ticket right now. Make that too. Who Who Weekly. Weekly. Brought to you by by Power Power Rangers. Rangers. The movie. The movie. Starring Starring Becky G. As one of of the Power Rangers. Legendary. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so, of course, Harvey Weinstein, completely unsurprisingly, is a dick and a pig. And um, I guess I didn't actually know it, but I was totally unsurprised here. Anyway, I was thinking, as I was listening to The Daily this morning, who was Harvey Weinstein married to? Because I know this, you know. And then I remembered that it's Georgina Chapman because I remember watching her on Project Runway and thinking she was beautiful, and then realizing she was married to Harvey Weinstein, being like, none of this computes, this is weird. Um, so can you tell me about Georgina Chapman? She's definitely a who, but like, you know, I know who she is because of Project Runway, and Marquesa is great. Um, but I think like, is she independently wealthy? I have some memory of like, knowing something about her brother, who also has like, a company, but Wikipedia's not telling me, and I don't want to look it up. So tell me, okay, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Wait, what was the actual question? What did I miss the like, actual? Like, who question? is Georgina Chapman, or like, why is she notable? Props to you for finding like the who angle in this like a very awful them scandal. Yeah, it's a really it's a terrible story. In case you didn't watch Lindsay Lohan's Instagram last night, she was like sort of shading Georgina for leaving Harvey Weinstein because the big news last night was that Harvey Weinstein. I mean, shading um, Lindsay Lohan literally did a. Instagram story that she soon deleted after smartly or oh, she yeah. should have it's done gone it now. where she uh, in her inexplicable accent says I just really feel bad for Harvey and has a his name Harvey with an angel emoji over it I mean she's mm-hmm. like this is like more on Lindsay Lohan than it is on Harvey like She's she's really like on one. She says, I think Georgina needs to take a stand and be there for her husband. He's never harmed me or done anything wrong to me. Oh my God, shut up. So I think everyone needs to stop. I think it's wrong. So stand up. Uh, I think Georgina needs to take a stand and be there for her husband. And he's never harmed me or done anything wrong to me. And we've done several movies together. And so I think everyone needs to stop. 
I think it's wrong. So stand up. So Georgina Chapman is notable because of Marchesa and part of the part of the like rumblings and the rumors surrounding all of Weinstein's abuse involve his wife. Not that she's involved in the abuse in any way, but she God, I I have to I have to rephrase this because it makes it sound like she's complicit in this. She absolutely isn't. Basically, the reason you know Marchesa is because Huge celebrities wore Marchesa in the early 2000s, mid-aughts, because Weinstein liked dressing his stars in dresses that his wife designed. Of course. Which completely makes sense. That, was, that wasn't even, like, a secret. It was like, oh, of course Renee Zellweger is wearing Marchesa. I mean, of not course, good, Gwyneth not Paltrow's bad, but Marchesa. everything's related. Like, that is how stuff yeah. gets popular. Mm-hmm. Everything's related. Plus, Georgina is a really uh, talented and well-known designer on her own right like she didn't need harvey weinstein but it didn't hurt anyway is this why wait before you go is this why is it donna karen was defending harvey weinstein was this why because of marchesa and like fashion and stuff i think well donna karen was just friends with the two of them but i assume that donna karen was mostly friends with georgina but that's why i was but i didn't even think of the fashion i think it's the fashion community okay yeah no yeah yeah because Which, by the way, she in, apologized in, for, but honestly, how do you... Oh, she apologized, and she said her her quote was taken out of context, which, which is just, like, which the most bullshit response. We always, we always would would support a quote taken out of context, but no, this one was not taken out of context. <laughs> she could have apologized better. I assume that the reason... I mean, Donna Karen's also friends with Harvey Weinstein because of, like, the whole New York social scene, right? Sure. So I'm sure Donna Karen was friends with her before Mar- before Georgina. But back to Georgina Chapman, who did file for divorce, I think. But she filed for divorce. Recently, and he's off to, quote unquote, They've been together for rehab. 10 years. Yeah. Their 10-year anniversary is in, um, in December. Uh, and he left his first wife for her. Anyway, she has... The thing... You don't really need to know about much more about Georgina. She's going to be fine because she has her own business. She doesn't need Harvey to survive, you know? She doesn't need Harvey. She could leave and not get anything from him. And there's a very good chance that she will completely extricate herself from any of his finances just so she can't be tied to him at all. Mm-hmm. So that she can say, like, I ripped it off like a Band-Aid and we're not connected anymore. I can totally see her doing that. It'll make her look good. It'll do nothing but good things for her career. She had to be with this asshole for 10 years. Like, she says that she obviously didn't know about it. And now that she knows about it, she's disgusted. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's just this fashion line that she started with um, her... God, I I had a, the the name of her co-founder. Karen Craig. Karen Craig? Oh, you got it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Karen Craig. So, whatever. Karen Celebrities Craig. still wear her stuff. They She's very, very famous. She's very, very popular. When you look at, like, Oscar gowns that are Marchesa, you're going to be like, oh, that's iconic. I remember that. Do you know that she also played herself on Gossip Girl? <laughs> yeah, she In, like, 2009, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the connection. This whole thing is a huge mess, and she is, like, definitely not an important figure in terms of, you know what I mean, in this whole thing. Because she's just going to excuse herself from the room, which is fine, and hopefully not have to deal with this. But also the idea that, like, she's not these other women who have stepped forward and who are talking, it's like focus on their stories and stuff yeah she has so far done it better than let's say matt damon where she just stepped out she didn't say 
look, I didn't know. She just said, hey, this is gross. I'm out. Bye. He's disgusting. Yeah. She didn't try to explain herself because she doesn't need to. There's no reason. But also it's funny because the fact that they're still together means that she had that ammo to be like, my main move is just going to file for divorce and leave. Mm -hmm. And then she doesn't have to say anything that speaks for itself in a way, even though it really doesn't say everything. It just, it says enough to get her kind of amnesty for everything. Just like, I'm out, bye. Because the, yeah, but that's, it's, I mean, it's, the moment you start saying anything, when you don't want to say everything, so you just want to say something, that's usually going to be a problem. Because you don't have to say anything. Right. You just have to leave. Right. I mean, this um, whole thing has been interesting, obviously extremely tricky to talk about. But what I have found, aside from it just being terrible and get him the hell out of here, which I think is happening, it's interesting to see the patterns of who is talking because it has so much to do with timing and when certain people were doing certain projects. You know what I mean? Like the yep. the women who have come out and said stuff are all of these A-lister women who got their starts or like early careers in his films, you know? And, yep. and you see like, I mean, Ashley Judd and Rose McGowan and who are the other women that... Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie. But I mean, even, but like... Gretchen Mole. Those are the A-list, but like Gretchen, okay, like Gretchen Mole is like such a specific person that really goes back to like the time of like Miramax's like (laughs) king-making time, you know? Right, and she was always the... The She was always the one that was on, you know, oh no, they didn't, and delisted. She was the one, she was like the one of Harvey's girls that was always rumored to be like, he could have given her everything and somehow he decided that he was no longer into her and then her career tanked and you're you've tweeted about this but it's like talking about celebrity gossip and how it relates to this it's like everyone is saying i didn't know how would i have known da 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 and it's like you have to be really in your own bubble of a-list garbage to not know because if some like house mother house mother if some housewife from kansas reading me uh, in texas reading (laughs) d-list if bobby at age 12 in texas (laughs) reading prez helton reading you know whatever knew about oh harvey weinstein's bad yeah like harvey's girls quote unquote was not a good thing like it was never a good thing it was always a bad thing it was always a joke. And it was just like the the clip of Seth MacFarlane mentioning it at the Oscars, making a Harvey's, like a really actually disgusting Harvey's girls joke um, when the Best Supporting Actress nominees were announced when he announced them that year. Um, everyone knew. But it just shows that like the everyone, the, the thin line between everyone knows and talks about it and it being a thing, it's all about like reporting and people coming out and speaking and being on the record. Like... It, something can be a rumor forever and ever, an open secret, mm-hmm. but like there needs to be, this is just kind of showing that it's very interesting to me. And this is an obvious, and this is an obvious progression, but of course it took, it took someone with less of a career to lose yes. to actually get things started. Yeah. It took Rose McGowan not shutting up for right. other people to come forward. And people kind of labeling her as like crazy, which like... Yeah, she sure, was labeled she's, as she's crazy ex- for a long time. I mean, she's eccentric. Like, sure. Uh, you know, wouldn't you be? Like, isn't everyone in Hollywood? I mean, it's just interesting. Everyone, in, yeah. Because you have Gwyneth Paltrow coming out and it's like, she wasn't saying shit. Like, she's trying to, you know, live her life, do her thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's interesting. But we should end, we should end on a more cheerful note. Play this last call for me. And there's not time to say. Hi, Who Weekly. It's Sky. I just had to call you because 
I finally decided to switch and get a Michigan license, and I got enhanced so I can go to Canada and Mexico. And I decided to look up tickets to see Teresa Caputo at the Caesars Palace in Windsor, Canada, and tickets start at $74 to see Teresa Caputo at the Caesars Palace in Windsor. And I just had to share this information with you because I am, like, truly shook by it. And I'm sad that I'm not going to go now because I'm not going to spend $74 to, like, go to this. But I just had to tell you. Okay, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Although I got to say, any performance in a casino is going to be inflated to, you know, beyond reasonable prices. Um, I just have a little breaking news. Apparently, Spencer Pratt is in the Who Weekly Facebook group asking um, the hooligans to buy his Us Weekly cover. So shout out Spencer Pratt for using all of your angles all, all the way down to our humble group to try and sell magazines. <laughs> I can't believe him. I mean, I can't believe them. I'll always believe him. Calling all Who's. Need best-selling issue. Please buy for the sake of a baby Who future. You know what? No. I'm... <laughs> Sign. Actually, you know what? He'll he'll make good money on it. Sign them. He's gonna sign them. Sign right? them. Send me a signed copy, Spencer Pratt. You're gonna use my uh, my Facebook group as a marketing tactic. Jesus. Okay. So um, anyway, if you want to see us live, we're gonna be in Chicago this Sunday and then San Francisco next week, I think. And also, if you want to listen to more of us, if you've listened to the entire backlog, listen to this week's "Call Your Girlfriend." Um, we have a little segment on there. Yeah, we were, we're on this week's Call Your Girlfriend. We're going to answer a call about Hocus Pocus, a Halloween-themed <laughs> call. Um, so go check yeah. us out there if you want to uh, check us out more. Which, wh- If you're already checking us out for this long, 42 minutes, however long this is, you better check us out more. Yeah, and again, if you need to see us in Chicago, we will be camped out by the bean all weekend. Bobby does, has never just been to, for the he, pink Bobby's hats. never been to Chicago, so he just keeps all he knows to say is like, "We're gonna go to the Bean, right? Like we'll hang the out bean. at the Bean. Like you hang out." Bobby thinks that you just hang out at the Bean. Like you go there and you just like hang out there. I gotta say, yesterday I was really, I was suddenly very. Ex- I never gave really much of a shit about Chicago, and yesterday I got really excited and just started like street viewing around downtown. I love I Chicago. I love. I can't Chicago. wait. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. We're excited. Um, we'll see you this weekend if you're lucky. Have a good weekend. Bye. You will Yeah. 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 They wanna know. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series, Dynasty. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. That was a HeadGum podcast. Do I think this, like, ancient amulet is cute? Sure. Would I wear it? No, it's probably cursed.